Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Allah, may you send you a beautiful, clear, and rich inspiration, your, your ruh and your ilm and your rahmat into our hearts and uh, into my heart, into my tongue, into my mind, into my limbs, and into all of our limbs and tongues and minds and making this rich flow of, uh, of new humanity, of divine humanity, oh Allah. So I'd like to read today again, occasionally I do that when I, I don't feel impelled by any particular inspiration, <clears throat> except to read Shake more or, or read Shake more. I do want to say one thing that comes from studying Ibn Arabi, um, and, and we thank our, our brother dearly, um, Shweb Eric Winkle, for carrying, being really the portal of Ibn Arabi for us. So um, one of the things one notices in the, uh, in the, the way Ibn Arabi interprets reality and the Quran is that it's completely specific, which is <clears throat> really how life is. So it's never, oh, there's a phrase or there's a word in Quran that always means more or less, or means the same thing. No, the context and each time it appears and each time that phrase appears is slightly different either grammatically or by the context in which it comes, by what precedes it, by what follows it, uh, brings out an, a new meaning. And this in itself is, I, I find, very important for our own life. Because the, our mind, and maybe that some function of the brain, tends to generalize. And uh, whereas our, our senses are very specific, you know, we, we sense uh, intimately, uh, delicately, whether something is hot or cold, if we really truly, and this is how artists are so trained to use all their senses in this creative way and alive way, it's really alive, it has its quality of hai, ya hai, the, the living one to be ever new in it. Allah tells us that Allah never repeats. So that if we really take that literally, as we should, then nothing is ever the same. So everything needs to be, in other words, our life in every moment is fresh and, and, and needs to be experienced or needs only in the sense of if we want to become true, if we, and mature human beings, then we need to um, fully live that and, and to experience every moment specifically from the heart and every moment new knowledge flows. So um, interesting enough, I mean, that was in, in a sense, one of the things that came to me very clearly about uh, these teachings. And then I opened uh, to the perfect humanity in the atom from the sun of knowledge of Sheikh Noor 
and he speaks of that. He's very clear about that too, about um, you know the difference between something that is fresh and something that is uh, conventional. And so he says, in this Mohammedan age of the perfection of humanity, the habitual scenario conditional existence changes radically. So conditioning is what the dervish on the path is uh, freeing themselves from. As soon as there is the linkage to the lineage, there is a process of shedding and uh, uh, renewing. And, and so shedding all the conventional mind, shedding even ingrained experiences in the body or in the, in the brain and the physical being that tend to make one repeat things automatically or to go back to past trauma to cover up because when we have trauma, um, just like with a wound, we want to cover it. And, and so we become, uh, may Allah save us from that, but uh, that's the tendency to, to cover up, hide. And, and that's the kapirun. So the, the true Sadiq, the true lover, the true one, is the one who exposes themselves. And Sheikh Moore is always saying, expose yourself to the radiance of love. And, and to learn to even expose our wounds, not necessarily to others, but um, to our own uh, consciousness, to our own feelings, to be able to, to bear that and, and, and to bear that sometimes painful or shameful, which is painful, um, seeing of ourselves. So conditioning, we undo, unravel conditioning. And conditioning is the covering. That's what a conditioning is. It's kind of a covering over. All the way from each atom to each person to entire universes, divine reality is now revealed as intimately interrelated with human reality. This is not an article of faith, but direct experience. We must passionately readjust our antiquated cultural and spiritual frames of reference. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So both, so through our, our personal um, <clears throat> re rebirth, uh, our personal uh, transformation into what is fresh and new every moment, uh, it's the same, we, we bring that out into, of course, society, our cultural perspectives, our philosophical perspectives. And, uh, you know, we might let philosophy go completely. And um, <clears throat> cultural and spiritual frames of reference. So again, once again, a frame is something that is meant to stay the same. It, it, it holds, it's a structure that holds something else. So society, as we know, is built on that. And to a certain degree, of course, we need that, but um, it has to be redone in a sense in every age and in, in every vast age which, in which we're experiencing now, the shift of ages, uh, it will have to be radically re, uh, reformulated, recreated. What are the principles 
of social life uh, that make us whole. And once our heart is whole, once we are intimately in contact with our own soul, our own uh, inner being, uh, we won't be able to tolerate, or let's say with great difficulty, if there's you know either hypocrisy or, or, or convention on the outside, because all of a sudden it will seem unjust and, and unjust can also be, it's not, unjust is not just the case of distribution of you know, goods or, or bazaar. Unjust also means unjust to the truth. And um, so we will not be able to tolerate an untruth. And, and therefore this kind of communal process of maturing will uh, reform, will, will, will take down and, and, and reform our, our whole social um, fabric. This sublime earth, along with countless other inhabited worlds, presents the spectacle of a great airport where each day millions of souls arrive and leave through birth and through death. Their compatriots are weeping for them with luminous Gnostic tears, tears of the recognition of light by light. We must come forth from our circuit of habitual and conventional meanings and arrive at the essential point of our being, delighting in the present completion of humanity and creating bonds of love with all human beings in this new humanity. So here again, one of the conventions that you know society has built up is both class structures or tribal structures, as we know at the time that the prophet came to be upon and tribalism was extremely strong. And if you belong to a certain clan or tribe, then you were powerful, if not, or if you didn't have protectors in that tribe, um, you know, you, you, you could be overridden or abused. And as we know, uh, Rasulullah, peace be upon him, suffered from that once his own tribe turned against him and uh, used his own, um, you know, growing up as an orphan, used his, his um, state of orphanhood as a, an excuse to uh, belittle him, Astaghfirullah, may, may, may they be forgiven, inshallah. So, um, but we too don't think we're free of that. We, the, the way we, we look at other people, um, we've forgotten that we're all in one family. We're all the, the sisters and brothers of Adam and Eve. And so, um, but our mind is constantly, let's say if we walk through a city, New York City, um, our, our mind is continuously sifting and, and sifting out people, sifting in people. If we find someone beautiful, then we feel closer to them. If we find a homeless person, then we feel kind of distant. And, you know, there seems to be an invisible barrier between us. So this is all conventional thinking. This is all the, the structures that are going to come down. And this is not the way of the prophets. 
who relate directly uh, to each being they meet and um, on the level of, of uh, sisterhood, brotherhood, and uh, um, sibling, as a sibling, as, as someone that the members of the same holy family exalted. We, so we should see the homeless as high, as very noble, uh, a sick person, as, um, you know, as, as, as whole in themselves, even if someone who's mentally ill, we should see their wellness instead of their sickness. I mean, their sickness is just an attribute of their wellness. So uh, this is part of our dervishhood is to remove these veils of convention and uh, to welcome everyone uh, one sees within that, that it says, you know, with the Salam Alaikum, but we read these things in Quran and we don't realize how radical they are. And, and when we apply them, that radically shifts the whole social fabric. So uh, he ends the paragraph with, this is not a mere change of costume or theatrical role but a permanent new constellation. So a constellation, as we know, is formed by bonds. That constellation is in a new shape, something that is more than the parts. Uh, and so um, it's not just an outer thing. Alhamdulillah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And, and I want to thank each of you and for just for gathering, the Juma is the day of gathering. So we, we really gather to receive what is gathered in Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and what uh, is gathered in, in his uh, inheritors uh, because they, they have the full gathering. So, uh, you know, from Sheikh Noor, Sheikh Musafir, we're full inheritors of the Prophet. It's a special, um, station and of course, as we know, Ibn Arabi Rahmatullahi is the how do you say the keystone or um, the full receiver of prophetic uh, knowledge, wisdom, love. But the the sheikhs are also some of them are inheritors and and we're blessed with two inheritors preceding us. So this means like a big radiance over coming out into these times and very much through our own hearts. So we have to recognize that, take that um, humble station because it's the most humble. Because why is it the most humble? Because to actually receive, we have to be empty. So empty ourselves of ourselves and pray to Allah that that happens. Because one of the things that can happen on the path is that we go to sleep or we kind of go on vacation uh, in our spiritual journey and, and or stop, you know, it's called stopping. And um, as we know, the Rasulullah, peace be upon him in his mirage did not stop, nothing stopped him. It's very interesting, in fact, to see what uh, encountered him on his journey um, on, um, on, on uh, Burak, on the blessed Burak. And he was met by different people. Uh, one actually an, an old woman and one an old man. And the old man was actually, I think the 
that one. And, but, you know, which it could have elicited compassion and a false sense of compassion and, and therefore one stops. So, but this is, it was his own vision, his ruya, his vision that kept him straight on. He never, his vision never swerved. So inshallah, may we be of those. I mean, that's such an exalted state, but uh, may our vision, let's pray this, that it be kept steady, at least steady. And, and when we go off, we know, and then we ask, please, Allah, uh, take me nearer to you and, and you know, give me a better state. Uh, and so, inshallah, those who are always asking for, for nearer. Amin, 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 blessings on, on everyone. And let's make a fatiha for uh, all those in need and all those in our hearts uh, who, who need a fatiha, including ourselves, through the secret heart of our peers and the lineages of light all streaming through the heart of, of the Noor of, of Muhammad and then streaming and radiating from the Noor Muhammad of Fatiha. Allahumma sayyana Sayyidina Muhammad wa alani Sayyidina Muhammad wa sabbi wa sallam Bismillahi Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbin Alameen Rahman Ibrahim, Maniki Omidin, Iyak and Abudu, Wayak and Asta in Ikdina Sarat and Mustakim, Sarat and Edina and Amta Alehim, Gaidan Magdubi Alehim, Walletonim. Amen. Amen. Laila illa. Who? Salamu alaikum, Walakmatullah, Barakatu. Who? Thank you. Thank you so much. Alhamdulillah. Beautiful. I want to just give one word also why, <clears throat> you know, reading from Sheikh Noor, I had a dream years ago that um, I was walking in the street with a Quran and then I met Sheikh Noor on the, I mean, this was way after I took hand with Effendi and, and then I think it was after Effendi had passed and, and, um, and I met Sheikh Noor and uh, I exchanged my Quran <laughs> for his Quran. I mean, not giving in mind, but in a sense, I guess that's the real, maybe it meant a deeper discipleship, but that, so it's his Quran is better than my Quran. <laughs> and, and that's another mystery we can explore. Maybe Shweb will explore that because, you know, of course the ultimate Quran is the prophet's Quran. And I don't know if it said that Allah's Quran, but, um, it's very interesting how our own personal configuration can dissolve, is meant to dissolve into, you know, uh, a more complete mature configuration. And um, that's part of the panat, fanafi sheikh, fanafi peer, fanafi rasul, fanafi Allah, bakabina, alhamdulillah. Ooh. Assalamu alaikum, barakmatullah, barakmatullah.